Good morning, church family. Oh, that was weak. Is everybody awake? Said, good morning, church family. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am glad to spend this morning with you. And if you didn't mean it, say it again. We have the opportunity to join our faith together, to stand together with other believers, that we get to sharpen each other, amen? So I've got a couple of announcements for you. We are glad that you uh, joined us in the house today. If you are a first time guest in the house with us, there is a red card in the back of the pew in front of you, or there is a QR code that you can scan with your phone and you can fill that form out electronically. We just wanna connect with you. Um, after you fill that out, you can either drop it in the offering bucket or you can take it out to the Welcome Center. Um, we're not gonna bombard you or anything like that. We just wanna be able to be there for you. Um, if you are watching via live stream, we are glad that you joined with us. Hit that like button, hit that share button. Let others know what's going on in your church today. Uh, with the announcements today, um, we do have the prayer and altar team walking around. They have prayer cards. If you wanna fill one of those out, they'll be back around to collect those or you can put those in the offering bucket as well. We wanna know how we can stand in the gap for you. Intercessory is a huge part of our faith, amen? It is something that we can stand in the gap for those around us. We can build our faith and we can help strengthen their faith at the same time. Uh, we do have our Operation Christmas Child packing party today right after church. So if you are participating and we want everybody to participate, if you have children, grab your children and then meet us out in the lobby. We're gonna have an assembly line style. You pack the boxes and then those will get shipped out later this week. It's a great opportunity for you to impact a child's life somewhere else in the world. Pray over that box as you guys are packing it though. Ask God that they, he would reveal himself to those children through these boxes. Our, our very own Sergey. He's got a great testimony of how this box impacted his life. So it's not something that just idly goes out. It is something that actually makes an impact. And then next Sunday, we will be having next steps. So if you are not a member of our church yet, but you've decided to make this your church, we have next steps happening next Sunday, right after uh, the service. There is a sign-up sheet out at the Welcome Center. We just want to know how many people to expect. And then this morning when I woke up, I had a song playing in my head. And it's an older song. Some of you may remember it. Some of you may not. And this song was sung by Shirley Caesar. And it's called This Joy. And I'm only gonna read you one line of the, this song because this is what was playing in my head. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Church, there's a lot that's going on in this world, but the world didn't give us the joy that we have. Our Father gives us that joy. It's not something that they can take it away. It's not something that they can they can cage us, they can persecute us, but they don't have the ability to take our joy away. That's in the hands of the Father. So church, today I encourage you 
praise like there's no tomorrow. That the joy would be filled up inside of you. Amen? Stand to your feet. Let's praise and worship today. Sure, and praise when I'm doubting. I'll praise when outnumbered, and praise when surrounded. Cause praise is the water my enemies drowned in. As long as I'm breathing, I've got a reason to praise the Lord. Oh, my soul, praise the Lord, oh, my soul, I'll praise when I feel, I'll praise when I don't, I'll praise cause I know that you're still in control, my praise is a weapon, it's more than a sound My praise is the shout That brings Jericho down As long as I'm breathing I've got a reason to praise the Lord Oh my soul Praise the Lord Oh my soul, yeah, I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How could I keep it inside? Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, praise cause you're sovereign, praise cause you reign. Praise cause you rose and defeated the crane. I'll praise cause you're faithful. Praise cause you're true. Praise cause there's nobody greater than you. I'll praise cause you're sovereign. Praise cause you reign. Praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. I'll praise cause you're faithful. Praise cause you're true. Praise cause there's nobody greater than you. soul praise the Lord oh my soul praise the Lord oh my soul praise the Lord oh my soul yeah I won't be quiet my God is alive inside yeah, I won't be quiet my God is alive how could I keep it inside yeah, I won't be quiet my God is alive how could I keep it inside praise the Lord oh my soul
Lord. Praise the Lord. Let every day. Let every day. That has spread. That has spread. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let every day. Let every day. That has spread. That has spread. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let to the wild and don't be afraid oh no let's run into wide open spaces cause grace is it's waiting for you let's dance like the weight has been lifted cause grace is it's waiting where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom there is freedom where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom there is freedom come out of the dark just as you are into the fullness of his love for the spirit is here let there be freedom let there be
starts changing. Oh, I'm gonna worship till I need every word. Cause the way I feel and the fear I'm facing doesn't change who you are or what you deserve. I give you my worship. You still deserve it. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy of my song. I pour out your praises and blessing and breaking. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy of my song. You You've already won. Do that again. I'm gonna live. Oh, I'm gonna live. Like my king is risen. Gonna preach to my soul that you've already won. And even though I can't see it, I'm gonna keep believing that every promise you made is as good as done. song I pour out your praises in blessing and breaking you're worthy you're worthy Jesus you're worthy of my song you're worthy you're worthy Jesus you're worthy of my song you're worthy you're worthy Jesus you're worthy of my song you're worthy you're worthy, Jesus, you're worthy of my song. You're worthy, you're worthy. Yeah. 
still deserve it. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy of my song. I pour out your praises. The blessing and breaking. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy of my song. I give you my worship. You still deserve it. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy of my song. I pour out your praises. The blessing and breaking. You're worthy. You're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy of my song. You're worthy. You're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song. You're worthy. You're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song. You're worthy. You're worthy. Yes, you are worthy. Through it all, I say a word. Your home, your worthy Lord, your worthy Lord, yes you are. Come on all across this place this morning, let's worship him with our song. Let's worship him this morning. Pour out your worship upon him. He's here. His presence is here. Pour out your worship today. Pour it out at his feet. We worship you, Father. We magnify you today. You're holy. You're holy. You're worthy. You're worthy. There's no one like you, Father. No one like you. No one can compare to you. No one can compare to you. God, you're worthy. You're worthy, Father. I praise you. I can praise you. Glory. 
our voices this morning. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all 
If you, I, I just see that word depression. I, I'd like you to come down here. And I want to sit right here and let God be God. Uh, if, if you have depression or anxiety, anything like that, right here is a perfect place for you. We're just going to sit and worship for a minute. No need to worry about what anybody else thinks. Just right here. The altar's open. I'll be here to pray for you. Depression, anxiety, any mental health issues, whatever that may be, it's right here. And if anybody else wants to, to pray, any of the leaders.
just believe it's giving time here at only believe and this is a part of our worship and I just want to preface this if you're here today and you're not a member of the church and you've brought an offering for our guest speaker that will be taken at the end of the service this is for the members of only believe and if those who want to give an offering but this is our tithe time I just want to talk to the church today about 2nd Corinthians 5 16 through 17 and I'm going to read this in the NLT. And some of you might be saying, well, that's not a giving scripture. Well, everything in the Bible is a giving scripture. Everything is a giving scripture. Amen. So it says in 5, 16 and 17, it says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. I want to remind you that in your giving, when you were born as a child, I have three kids of my own. Anyone in this house that has a child understands that one of the very first words they learn are no and mine disobedient defiant selfish children is what was born in this earth but when you and I accept Christ as our personal Savior no longer is that our identity no longer are we living in 
the natural eye of man. But we are in a supernatural new identity that is not like anything else. So if you were selfish in your earthly nature, oh, then you are generous and selfless in your God-given nature. And you are a giver by the nature of God that lives inside of you and I. Now, let me just talk right up your alley. I'm not just talking about money. I'm not just talking about your tithes that quite frankly is the Lord's before it's yours and he's letting you borrow it and he wants you to just give what's righteously his, right? We're going to ignore that, but I'm talking about giving of yourself, your time, your treasure, yes, your money, and your talents. You are a giver by nature because God says you are because we no longer live in our old way of life, but we step into a new place because we understand and know who Christ is now and what's living inside of us. So I encourage you that today, if you are not a tither in this house and you're a member or you've been going here a really long time and maybe you're not quite sure about that, I dare you to give it a try. Because I'm telling you, when the word of God goes forth, it does not return void. And what he says he will do and what he's going to do, he's going to perform in your and ours life. And I will tell you that because I'm a tither, the devourer, the enemy, the devil is rebuked from that which I have, own and possess because I am an obedient giver and it is my nature. Amen. I just wanted to remind you of who you were today. That's all. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. And God, as I say every week, I count it an honor to give unto the house of the Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you created giving for me, that I could give, Lord, and have my heart put in the right place and keep it in that place until you return. Father, keep our hearts full of obedience and faith. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You can bring your tithes and offerings. Don't forget that what you give to the middle is for missions and it goes around the world. I want to thank those of you that have come to the house of the Lord for this week. I want to encourage you before we even get started. uh, How many have seen the advertisement of Brother Lloyd Bustard on the screen with Pastor Dosek? So, 
Something you as a church should know is I feel that these meetings for the next four, four meeting times, three nights, are very, very influential to the future of our church. Here's what I'll tell you. Before your pastor arrived, he set two meetings into motion. And one of them was Mr. Buster that we will start today, tonight, Monday night, and Tuesday night. And then the next Sunday is our brother from Pakistan that will be here to share the word of the Lord. Both of those were set into motion by your pastor. I believe both are very influential to the next generation of this church. I believe they're relationships that have been forged for a lifetime, but I believe that my dad's ministry started with Mr. Bustard, and I believe he's looking to confirm some things to only believe for our next season. Do you believe that? Amen. Mr. Bustard, without any further ado, I would like you to come up and begin to minister to the people this morning. And if you would only believe, stand to your feet and give him a warm welcome. Amen. Oh, amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's give Pastor Nicole a great round of applause, love and appreciation. Pastor Phyllis. Oh, praise God. I guess they've already got me water. Thank you, Pastor Eric. God bless Eric. Wow. Well, I greet you all in the name that is above all other names. And uh, what a privilege, what an honor. It is for me to be back in Botkins, Ohio. I have sung your praises in so many places. I talked about a man named Pete Dosick and a beautiful woman named Phyllis and how God saved them and called them to build this great ministry here and then take that anointing of faith around the world. You know, your Pastor Pete came and ministered for me in Charlotte. I love the way his faith just explodes. And uh, I talked to him few months, a few weeks ago, and uh, I was, uh, I was uh, so sorrowful when I heard that Pastor Pete died, went on to heaven. I don't even like the word died, because it really is life. Amen. Death is only a vehicle to eternal life. And so, on behalf of my wife, Pam, and myself, I want to give this church condolences and love and Pastor Phyllis and Pastor Nicole and Randy and the grandchildren, this great church. But this church is in great hands. I can tell you that. In fact, you know 
the sons and daughters are supposed to do twice what the fathers and mothers did. Studied in the Word of God. Amen? And that's what you are experiencing here. And uh, I'm so proud of Pastor Nicole and Randy, I tell you. And uh, Mama Pastor Phyllis just gets to sit back and just watch the glory. Watch the glory. And that is just so beautiful. Well, <clears throat> and I never forget meeting Pastor Pete. I was ministering, thinking with Benny Hinn at ORU at the big conference up there and, and uh, didn't know Pastor Pete at all, never met him or seen him before. But in my mind, I can still remember where he was sitting, Brother Eric. He was sitting right three quarters, just close to the front and uh, prophesied to him. And, and from that day on, there was a special bond. I've grown to love and appreciate him. You know, he took me out and bought me a pair of golf clubs down the road when I was up here. Never forget it. Had my name inscribed on it, too. Bought me ping eyes. Just the kindest man. Loved you people. Proud of, to be from Ohio. So he asked me to come, and I'm so honored to be here. And we are going to have an incredible time in God. God is going to move. Now, I don't bring revival and I don't take revival. I come and step in what's already here. Amen? Does that make sense? You're in revival. Look at these altars this morning. And uh, so, you know, this isn't a new thing. It's not because I'm here. I'm here because God wants me here and, and we're going to exercise our giftings, what God has uh, anointed us to do for the kingdom of God. And, but I truly to believe that uh, God is going to meet us in such a powerful way. Uh, we've seen the last year just there is a flow of God's glory and God's presence happening. And, uh, uh, you know, we've got this morning, tonight, and Monday and Tuesday. There's no replays in the kingdom of God. You know, so uh, I want everybody to be here because God's got something very special for you. And the Lord already let me know. He just told me, he said, just tell them. He said, by time Tuesday night ends, we're all going to be in a new heavenly place. That's what he said. So he must have something absolutely spectacular planned. You're going to be in a new heavenly place. I'm going to be in a new heavenly place. And you know the Bible, that's, that's scripture. The Bible talks about heavenly places. And God is going to do some marvelous things. Amen. Hey, would you do me a favor? Uh, would you stand to your feet and lift your hands? I see a beautiful piano there. And... Uh, uh, I've got a song that I wrote uh, many years ago, and 
Thank you for indulging me. But I got a song I wrote many years ago, and it was called Quiet Faith. And when I came and stood beside beautiful Pastor Phyllis, said, I change mics, what do you want me to do? Don't be nervous for me, folks. I get along everywhere I am. This is all good. I'm just trying to, do you want me to change mics back there or use one of these? Amen. Where do my, come on up and help me. I don't even know you. You just come in out of the blue. You can turn around and smile at somebody. You want to set me up? Now, I like it loud. I'm going to tell you that. I like it loud. Okay. Hello, hello. I got to feel it a little more. Can you bring it up a little more? I got to feel it. I know y'all use those ear things and all that. Is it all right out there? Quiet faith lets me know that it's all right. Quiet faith. Quiet faith. Carries me through the darkest night On and on We share our burdens with the Lord Quiet faith Speaks aloud I don't worry anymore That's for you, Pastor Phyllis Oh, quiet faith Let's me know that it's all right. Quiet faith carries me through, carries me through the darkest night and on and on. We share our burdens with the Lord. Quiet faith speaks aloud. I just need to hear your still small voice saying it's okay. your faith lets me know that it's all right. your faith carries me through the darkest night. Give Jesus a great big round. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated, everybody. Pastor Phyllis, that was for you. Quiet faith. Quiet faith. Uh, I brought a gift 
for you. And, uh, and I'm uh, actually trying to see if that particular song is on there. But if it's not, you can, uh, you can go to Lloyd Buster Music or iTunes, and we got a lot of music out there. You can download them and add, add them to your playlist. A lot of all the songs the Lord has given us to write, and uh, uh, we've, since we've been here, I think we did two or three new projects. So go Lloyd Buster Music or Apple iTunes, Apple iTunes, I guess that's what it is, and you can get it. But I brought a CD, and I don't know how many are off the scent, but this is the one we recorded live at our church in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I want to gift you with this, okay? You don't buy this, you just go pick it up after service, okay? Now, I know some of us, well, CDs, oh, yeah, you, you got to keep the CDs, baby. You got to keep them going. You know, you don't throw the baby up with the bathwater. These are, these are beautiful collector's items. You know, Pam and I have got five beautiful little uh, granddaughters. Well, we got four granddaughters and one beautiful little grandson. And uh, I've got this beautiful little granddaughter named uh, Lila. She's my oldest grandchild, and she's a miracle child, too. And, and um, Pam was driving one day, and she put on my CD... And when she put the CD on, the album cover, my good-looking mug come up on the screen. And uh, Lila said, uh, is that grandfather? And Lila was, I think, six years old or seven then. Pam said, yes, that was him. That's him. Oh, he was handsome. He's, and he's, he's like a professional, isn't he? <laughs> So that was just uh, beautiful. But make sure you pick that up. And look, folks, uh, three great nights, Sunday night, Monday, and Tuesday, is going to be glorious. Amen. How many is looking for God to move in your life? Hey, can I talk to you for a few moments? Uh, and I don't know if they can do this because I didn't give you a heads up on this. But I'm going to read Psalms 121. That's what I'm going to read. And uh, you might want to put it up on the screen. Oh, I love this ch chapter. Listen care carefully, okay? Psalms 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not, go, shall, shall not strike you day by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord will preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Father, your word is anointed. Our hearts are open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. And I want to thank you on the outset of this meeting for what you're going to do. The miracles, the bodies that will be healed, the cancers that will be healed. The wounds that will be healed, the souls that will be saved, the, 
the addictions that will be broken over this area. Thank you. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for uh, confirming that you're with us, God, in Jesus' name. I, I call this what I'm going to talk for a few moments about. I call this miracle impressions. All right? I'm going for souls this morning. I'm going to see life come in your life, every one of us, amen? Because the fact is the business of life is to live life. That's the business of life, It's to live life. And there's two ways that you're supposed to live it. You're supposed to live it adequately and you're supposed to live it abundantly. Can I get an amen on that? But here's the thing. I find that today we are, we are short, uh, we are long on analysis, and we are short on synthesis. You say, what do you mean by that, Lord? I mean this. I believe we have dissected life, and in the process, we have desiccated life. It's like we have, we, it's like we have picked the flower of life to pieces, petal by petal, and we've lost the beauty of life in doing that. Okay, so here's a little more what I mean. We've handed the body over to the doctor. We've handed the mind to the psychiatrist. We've handed the soul over to the minister. We are treating all these things like they're separate entities. But they're not. They are one. In fact, the whole work of salvation means you're saved, you're healed, and you're delivered. Amen? That's what Jesus Christ went to the cross for. He went to heal our bodies, He went to give us the mind of Christ, and He went to save our souls. Amen? So life cannot be abundant unless you have abundant resources. And it's obvious, folks, that no organism can expend more on energy than what he takes in from without. So the question is, what kind of energy is that organism taking in? Is it just physical energy? Is it just society only? Or is there a third dimension in addition to what I call the within and the around. Is there an above? Many believe there is no above for them. Or at least they believe that there's no above that they can contact. So what happens? Well, when you don't believe there's an above power, what happens? You short-circuit your life to the within and the around. And so instead of offering abundant resources for living, when you look to the around, you only get resistance to abundant living. And the within is clashing, and the without is contradictory. The resources are in, ver in reverse, and, and they're pulling at you the other way. If you haven't 
that within us which is above us, then we will surrender to all that is which is around us. And then we become circumstance conditioned and circumstance fed. And that catches up to you real quick. You grow very anemic, very weak, and that's why so many people throw in the tile of life. They throw in the tile on their marriage. They throw in the tile on believing that their children are ever going to get straightened out because their only faith and confidence and the only thing they're looking at is the within or the around. Science makes reference to that which can be weighed and measured. Christianity, the Holy Spirit, makes reference to that which can be evaluated. So the one makes reference to the quantitative aspects of life. The other makes reference to the qualitative aspects of life. And I want you to think about this. Because I'm talking about miracle impressions today. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of impressions made on us these next three days. Let's think about it this way. Science comes to a mother's tear. And science defines that tear in terms of its physical structure. Science looks at the tear and says and weighs that it has so much mucus. It has so much water. And it has... So much salt. But then you have to scratch your head because you're still, you don't get that. You're disappointed. Why? Because you're talking about a mother's tear. And so you ask yourself, is that the only or is that the adequate definition of a mother's tear? Just mucus, salt, and water. Well, that's all you find and that's all you believe in when you have to look around and you don't believe in the above. God comes to that tear of the mother and God looks at his physical structure, but God's able to define the imponderables. God looks at that mother's tear and he sees emotion. He sees pain. He sees hope. He sees joy. He sees disappointment. He sees all these different emotional elements in the physical structure of a tear. That's why it's so awesome to believe in God. To talk to God. To worship God. Think about this. There is... Subjective and there is objective. People refer to spirituality as subjective. I've heard so many people say, well, it's for you, it's not, not for me. Might have happened to you, it didn't happen to me. But you have to really examine the word subjective. And I want to do that for you here this morning. In the general term, we look at the word subjective and we define it and designate it as the method by which we experience a given object. 
Once you experience that object, that becomes subjective to you. For instance, I love to fish. So I, I've seen many fish on the wall. <laughs> I can actually see, look at a fish on a wall, and when I do that, I look at it as an object. It's an object to me. But because of my sense of touch, taste, smell, sight, I can take through my senses, I can take impressions into my soul, my mind of that fish. All the impressions that that fish holds, sight, taste, touch, smell, beauty, or ugliness, becomes my subjective experience of that fish. Make sense? Here's the other thing. I can go a thousand miles away from that fish. There may not be one fish in the area that I am. But all of a sudden, something could trigger my sense about that fish. Something may cause me to renew my experience with that fish. So without an external object, without being physically there with that fish, I can have the same experience as when I saw it hanging on the wall. That's purely subjective. Well, how do you do that, Lloyd? Well, by using my mental faculties, I am able to recall the smell, the size, the look, the feel of that fish. So even though I'm not physically with it, I am still having a vivid, vital, subjective experience with that. I've gathered up all the impressions that my mind conceived about that fish. And it's a real experience I'm having all over again. That's what I've done. Through my senses that God has blessed me with, I call up the memories. I smell it. I taste it. I see it. And I experience it. That's what the presence of God does. That's why we worship. That's why we praise. That's why we pray. That's why we demonstrate our faith because I can't help but have my mind renewed when I worship God. I can't help but be thankful when I worship God. So many times in my prayer time, tears fill my eyes. Why? Because it's all those vivid senses that I have. I can still remember the day Jesus found me. I can still remember how I felt, how I was dressed, how I looked. 
David never forgot it. He remembered that horrible pit, that miry clay. And I'll, I'll throw this in for free. Many of us become lukewarm and become religious simply because we just lose that subjective experience of what it was like to be lost. That's why I love to get again God's presence and just begin to lift Him up and praise Him. First thing that happens, my Holy Ghost senses are triggered. My faith is triggered. My burden is triggered. What it was like to be lost is triggered. And I have that subjective experience all over again. I had a subjective experience when I walked in this place. I felt the anointing of Pastor Pete Dosick. I heard the sound of Pete Dosick. When I walked into this place, I felt the impression of his personalities. And the personality. And now, look what's going on now. This thing is going, 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 going just the way Pastor Pete wanted it. He'll never be forgotten. You're always going to have that impression. And you're going to have those vivid experiences that are going to be beautiful. Albert Einstein. Here's a surprise from my sermon. Albert Einstein was in elementary school. And he came home one day with a note from his teacher. Now, Albert could not read when he was in elementary school. So he carried the note to his mother. And he said, Mom, teacher, wanted me to give this note to you. And his mother opened the note up and read. And when she did, tears filled her eyes. Well, he said, Mother, what did the note say? She looked at her son, Albert. She said, Son, here's what it said. You're too smart for the teachers to teach. They can no longer teach you, son. And she just grabbed little Albert and held him close. Albert's mother died. And it was after her death that Albert found out what the note really said. <laughs> the note really said, this is Albert's teacher. Just letting you know that Albert is dumb. He cannot learn anything. And he will never amount to anything. True story. You see, his mother, this is what sticks out to me, Pastor Phyllis. His mother had enough wisdom and sense to not impress that boy with doubt, with fear, with inferiority. That's why she would not read the note that the teacher wrote. 
She only wanted the impression of confidence. She only wanted the impression of I can do it. She did not want to damage it in the least bit. So we have Albert Einstein's mother, Pauline Einstein, to thank because she would not believe the report that a teacher sent home. She shook her head and she squared her shoulders back and defied what a teacher said about her son. Say, where are you going, Lord? Just hang with me. I'm going somewhere. Jesus revealed the Father, and the Father revealed Jesus Christ. Jesus lost his life. This is important. He lost his life in revealing the Father, and he found his life again because the Father revealed him. Jesus reveals God, and God reveals Jesus. Now, here's what I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing God's greatness every day of my life. I'm experiencing some things that I've never experienced because just when I think I know it all, he tells me something I've never known before. And just when I think I've seen it all, he shows me something I've never seen before. Just when I think I've heard it all, I hear something I've never heard before from the Holy Spirit. You see, he's, God has proven to be so much greater in your life and in my life than he, you ever, ever imagined. In that revelation where God revealing Jesus and Jesus revealing God, there's something so powerful because the Scripture says that he is the Alpha, he is the Omega, he is the beginning, he is the end, and he is the first and the last. But a question. How first is the first? And how last is the last? His beginning, Jesus, stretches further back than what we thought. His beginning stretches back further than the historical record of even 2,000 years ago. It goes back to creation and beyond. Because there's some strange passages in the Bible that you must get the impression of. For instance, in John 1 and 3, all things were made. Y'all still with me? Thank you. All things were made through him. And without him, talking about Jesus, without him was nothing made that was made. In the last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds. Colossians 1 and 15 and 16. Listen to this. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. So what does it, what do these passages mean when it says unequivocally that God created the world through Christ? Well, he's letting me know. He said it. Without him, nothing was made that was made. So you have to ask yourself, are you saying that the touch of Christ 
is upon all creation? Are you saying that everything that is made in this universe, everything is made in its inner structure to work harmoniously? And when we work with what's already works, we're blessed. We're favored. But when you go against it, it only works to your ruin. Are you saying that in Jesus Christ, everything is destined by its very nature to be in Him? Are you saying that it is written, His DNA, His touch, is written, not in the inscrutable will of God, but you're telling me that the DNA of Jesus Christ who created us is in our tissues, our blood, our organs, our brain, our thoughts, our very souls, our relationships. Is he the ground of our being? Is he the homeland of our soul? When we find him, do we find ourselves? And when we lose him, do we lose ourselves? So the question boils down to one simple little question. Is Jesus Christ your life? That's it. You cannot live against the laws that God put in the universe and get away with it. Life is going to have the last word. You cannot resist the nature of the universe and not get hurt. Judges 5 and 20 says, The stars from their courses fought against Sisera. Being in Christ is so much bigger than what we could ever imagine. You see, instead of being in the sphere of influence of a historical figure who faintly or indirectly operates on us, just like any other historical figure, you and I know that to be in Him is the ultimate reality. <laughs> he walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me He loves me, tells me I'm His own. To be in Him is to have our roots of our being in reality. To be in Him is to have the sum total of reality. Think about this. To be in Him is to have the sum total of reality behind us, supporting us, sustaining us, and giving us the universal cosmic backing, if you will. You ready for this? Isaiah 49 and 16, God said, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. You're in him. What an impression. I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. In other words, you're not chalked on. In other words, you're not just painted on. You're inscribed on. If you were just painted on the palms of his hands, God could wash his hands of you. Oh, you didn't hear that, did you? 
uh, you're not chalked on, you're not painted on. You're engraved on his hands, the, just like a sculptor uh, engraves his name in granite. You're not chalked on, you're not painted on. We are literally engraved on his hands forever. The name of Jesus is not chalked on the facts of uh, uh, history or nature. It is engraved in the nature of reality. And I close with this. If you come to the m music, this is what I want you to get today. John 1 and 4, 4 says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. In him was life. And that light was the, that life was the light of men. You and I, men and women, created beings, material, material creation, Spiritual creation. But think about this. We are created beings. Everything else is material. Material creation. But here's the awesome thing about it. Anything God touches is blessed. You have a choice. Do I want to exist or do I want to live? Do I want to survive or do I want to thrive? Do I want to carry all these burdens that I can't control? Do I want to keep fighting these battles in my family with my children, the drugs, the alcohol? Do I want to do all that or do I want to dedicate and surrender my life because anything you surrender to God becomes life in Him? Now I got to say that again. Anything you surrender and dedicate to God, and that's the message today. Anything you dedicate to God, I give it to you. I give it to you. Becomes life in Him. Think about it. Anything I give to God. That's why Jesus looked at the disciples and said, Don't turn that little boy away. Well, Jesus says, You only got five loaves and a couple fish. Oh, yeah, but give it to me. Give it to me. And let me bless it. Because anything you give to me becomes life. Oh, my Lord. What would happen if we would take everything in our being, everything connected to us, <laughs> quit worrying about our health and dedicate it to Jesus? God doesn't want you getting up and worried every morning. I hope I don't get killed. I hope I don't die. That's not, that's not the way God wants you to live. Do you understand that? That's not the way Pastor Pete lived. <laughs> he ran his course. He finished. He finished strong. And he lifts his hands and I'm ready. And God took him. That's the way God wants you to live. He doesn't want you worrying when you're going to die. He doesn't want you worried about your marriage. You're worried about your marriage because God doesn't own it. Did you hear me? You're worried about your marriage because God doesn't own it. 
Did you hear what I just said? I preached on miracle impressions today. God wants an impression of His love, His power on everything about you. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. Come on, just move in the Spirit with me right now. He wants an impression. That's why I use that simple little illustration of the fish. It's an object on the wall. But when I experience it, when I open up my mind and I smell it and touch it and see it and feel it, it becomes my experience, subjective experience. Oh, my Lord. See, some of you people have been worrying too much because you haven't been remembering enough. You need another miracle impression today. You need to remember how God made a way in the past for you. Don't you remember? Don't you remember? Remember when you couldn't pay your rent and you were so worried because you thought your landlord was going to put you out? And remember where God made a way where there wasn't even no way? Why don't you start getting an impression of that today? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you know what keeps me going many times? The past memories. I just remember what He's already done. Man, I'm the second, I'm the second youngest to a family of 19 kids. Y'all know that. I grew up in Canada. Same mother, same dad. No twins, no adoptions. 11 boys and 8 girls. When I grew up, I never had a penny to my name, so I changed my name. <laughs> That's a funny little joke. Yeah, the guy said, when I grew up, I never had a penny to my name, so I changed my name. Oh, alcoholism was a curse on my family. We weren't educated. We were poor. I grew up without indoor plumbing or running water. My dad died when I was nine years old. My mother never remarried. She sent him off to heaven. She told him, God, Dad, Ray, you go to heaven. She was 52, I think, when he passed. Or younger, probably younger. He was quite a bit older than her. She said, you go to heaven. Me and Jesus will do just fine raising these kids. My mother worked at a sardine plant, cutting heads and tails off of sardines every day. When she passed in 99, her, her income was, was her, her little pension, $930 a month. That's it. Wow. See, I got impressions on me, Pastor Phyllis. I don't want to shake. It keeps me grounded. Keeps me from going foolish. Keeps me from doing stupid things. $930 a month. Oh, my Lord. What a woman. Four foot ten. Little Pentecostal lady. Wore hair up on her head. Didn't cut her hair. Oh, no. That was... She was, a, she was an angel. When I'm second to the youngest, 
My younger brother is an evangelist. He's two years younger than me. Do you know that when he was 18 months old, it was on a Sunday evening, and we lived in this tiny little home with no bathroom or anything. We just and my dad, we always went to church. Mother and dad always told us, you always tithe, you always support missions. To the day she passed, she was a tither and a support of mission out of her little allowance. When my younger brother was 18 months old, my father on the Sunday evening, okay, he goes out early in our little driveway and there was this giant arc of a car. It was a 59 Pontiac. There, there were just big arcs. All steel, right? Oh, man, these were tough cars. They were so big. Well, my dad goes out and starts the car up before the kids come out because we're all going to pile in it and go to church for the Sunday evening service. So he gets in the car and he's going to put it in reverse. And nobody saw my little brother, 18 months old. They never saw him walk out the door and get behind the car and my dad accidentally drove the car over him 18 months old my older brother Eugene and my other brother Gary ran out and saw mother come out the tire didn't drive over his legs or his hips or his back. That 59 Pontiac tire drove over an 18 year, 18 months old boy's baby skull. The tire drove over his head. They picked that little baby up. They get in the car and they rushed him to St. John an hour away this was probably this be around 63 or 4 I guess <clears throat> when they got to the hospital it didn't take the doctor long to diagnose and get the report they immediately come out to my mother and father and they said he's not going to make it he's 18 months old he's a baby the tire the car did severe brain damage. The tire ran over his skull. It's best that you let him go. If he survives, they said he will be in a vegetative state all of his life. He'll never have a life. Quiet faith lets me know that it's all right. My mother and dad went to praying. That little Pentecostal church went to praying. You ready for this? Two weeks later, opened up the newspaper, and there's a picture of my little brother standing in the crib of that hospital with his little head shaved, smiling. And the headline of that 
picture said, Miracle Boy. Miracle Boy. Miracle Boy. Miracle Boy. Wow. It was absolutely amazing, folks, what God did. He was released two weeks later with a clean bill of health. And he's 60 years old, still evangelizing. Been married over 41 years. Got grandkids. Healthy. Nothing wrong. You see, that's what you can't run from. It's those miracle impressions. <laughs> you see, science just sees the affliction. God sees the condition. God heals and God understands. See, what would happen if you took everything today and gave it to Jesus? See, it would become life in Him. Give it to Him. Give your job to Jesus and it will become life, not existence. Give your marriage to Jesus. It will become life in Him, not a divorce court situation. Give your children to Jesus. Give it. Anything that is surrendered becomes life in Him. That's the total opposite of just existing. Stand to your feet, everybody. Why don't you just lift your hands? Oh, yeah. I want you to think about what God has already done for you. Get an impression. Let your spiritual senses be awakened right now. Can you sense it? Can you smell it? Can you taste it? Can you see it? Do you feel it? Remember that, remember that time when God made a way? Remember that time when God healed you? Remember that time when you walked down here for prayer? <laughs> remember? Remember the time when you went back to the doctor and the doctor says there's nothing wrong. Negative. You see, that's the miraculous impressions that God wants you to feel and experience in a subjective way every day of your life. I get up in the mornings and I thank God. I thank Him. I've, I, I have a grateful heart. I just spend time in worship and thanking God for who He is and everything He's done already. See, I don't know what the future holds, but I know what the past has already I've experienced. I've experienced so much of God's presence, God's glory, and God's power in the last years that I've went through that there's no way I can doubt Him. There's no way I can question Him. There's no way I cannot believe that He's not going to make a way, open the door, provide the funds, give me the miracle, because I know He's not through with you yet. Somebody in this place 
could begin the rest of their life today. Think about that. Somebody in this place, and I know there's at least 50 of them, could begin the rest of your life today. Well, why would you say? Because you've just been existing. Just an existing. It's a habit now. It's a rut. But I said something. I said anything you dedicate to Jesus becomes life in Him. Because go back to creation. It was all created through Him. His DNA is in everything of the universe. The stars, the sun, the moon, the earth, the trees, the flowers. They all have the DNA of Jesus. You were created in His image. You have the DNA of blessings. You have the DNA of creative anointing. You have the DNA of joy unspeakable. You have the DNA of peace that passes all understanding. But you haven't, you haven't stirred it up yet. I wonder who's ready to get saved right now. Who's ready to get saved? Well, I don't understand it. You don't have to understand it. We're not trying to get you to join a church. We're just trying to get you to get right with God so you can go to heaven when you leave. There's no way if I were you today, there is no way that I'm going to leave this service without being saved. Because you're not promised tomorrow. There's no age limit on death. Many die young. We've all lost young. Many die old. But what you've got to do, you've got to die saved. You've got to die saved. And that's the reason why you're here today. Because God loves you. <laughs> and He doesn't want you unsaved. This world is wicked. Absolutely wicked. We're fighting spiritual wars that we've never even dreamed of. It's time to get on fire for God. That's why I'm here. That's why I was invited here. Because I want to come and join with you. And I want the temperature of the Holy Spirit turned up so strong in these next three days. We're going to see the miraculous. We're going to see the miraculous. <laughs> Who's Nancy? The Lord just spoke to me and said, I'm touching somebody named Nancy. Raise your hand. Wherever you are, I'm not going to wait. Not going to wait. Where are you? Are you Nancy? Wave to me in Jesus' name. You know you're going to see revival in your family. Lift both hands and thank God. You're going to see revival in your family in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. I didn't mean to prophesy, but the Holy Spirit just started moving here in, in the miraculous. My Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I feel that faith, power, and pressure happening right now. Lord Jesus. Lord's healing somebody named Robert or Bobby or Bob Robert. I don't know who you are, but wave your hand if you've been praying for somebody named Robert or Bobby or Bob. What's your name, sir? Bob. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. The Lord's healing you right now. It's a good man right there. That's the impression I get. He's a great man. 
See, come on, lift your hands. Hallelujah. You feeling any impressions? What are you feeling? Oh, glory. I feel Bob's being healed from injuries. I feel Bob's being healed in his heart. I feel he's being healed in his blood pressure. I feel he's being healed in his legs. And I feel he's just being, his joints are being healed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And hallelujah. My Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord's just completely healing you right now. In the name of Jesus. Take Thank you, Jesus. The truth, wasn't it? Everything I said, right? Yes. God knows it and God did it. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. See, this is what's going to happen. Uh, this is what's going to happen tonight, Monday and Tuesday. There's nothing scripted here. We just get in God's presence. And we have the impressions of His glory. Does that make sense? We have the impression. Now, I want to pray for you right now because our time's slipping away. I've got to get back here at 6.30 tonight. I'm coming both barrels tonight, okay? I ain't going to be a pretty old boy here this morning. But tonight, I'm going after it here in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. <laughs> I want you to bring the sick. We're going to see addictions broken off of families here and I'm going to prophesy the next three nights to this church what, what God's going to do God's already let me know Pastor Phyllis and Pastor Nicole some things that are coming and it's the best is yet to come but I need to pray for anybody right where you are I want you to say Lloyd you talk to me today I need to leave here saved I need to leave saved. And I don't want to think I'm saved. I don't want to hope I'm saved. I need to leave here saved. Because I don't know. I could. We don't like to talk this way, but it's reality. Yeah, you could get killed in a car wreck today. You've got to get saved. You've got to accept Jesus in your life. So it doesn't matter if this is your first time or second time here. Wherever you are right now. I want you to lift your hands. Lift your right hand and say, I need to get saved right now. Don't waste time. Don't even think about it. Put your hand up so I can see you now. Not going to embarrass you or anything like that. Just want to lead you to Jesus Christ. Okay? Hands are up. Hands are up. Right now. Now, repeat these words with me. Jesus, I accept you in my life. Thank you for forgiving me for my sins. I repent to you and I turn away from my sins and I turn to your righteousness. I receive your salvation in my life. I dedicate my life to become a follower of Christ in Jesus' name. When I leave here today, I will know that I have been saved by the grace of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody clap your hands and thank Jesus for it right now. Wow. The miracles are coming. The signs and wonders are coming. And tonight, 
we're never going to be the same. Because we have tapped into something already. We have tapped into something already that's so powerful and glorious. How many wants God to speak to you? Come on, let's stretch our faith. Let's stretch our faith in these next three nights. And let's believe God that, that we're, we're going, our faith is going to grow and ascend. And let's believe God for our family. Let's believe God. All these things. Somebody named Josh is going to be ministered to this week. I don't know who Josh is, but I just get, so how do you hear from God? Just impressions. That's it. I just get impressions just like this. And uh, God's going to work. Every person standing here this morning, by time Tuesday night ends, I'm here Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Every person here, I'm going to personally pray for by time Tuesday night ends. I mean that. I mean that. If I have to stay here to 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock, I'm going to do it. Because I know the impression of Pastor Pete is still on this. The impression of his dedication. The impression of his boldness. The impression of his prayer. The impression of his prayers of faith. This is what he lived for. And I know I'm on a prophetic assignment Prophets confirm they don't confuse. They confirm and they don't confuse. Amen. How many is excited about tonight and tomorrow and Tuesday? You ready? I want you to bring the sick. And I want you to come tonight at 6.30 expecting. You can't miss these because, like I said, you can't predict what God's going to do and there's no replays. Amen. There's no replays, okay? Now, they've asked me to receive our offering. I'm going to do it very quick, quickly. Because under the anointing, you don't take a lot of time. When the spirit of giving comes, it comes. I will tell you this. You're given on good ground. I'm good ground by the grace of God. And I'll share more about what our ministry is doing tonight and tomorrow. But I want you to know that we're good stewards. We're good stewards of what comes in. We live by faith. That's it. My wife and I does not, we don't live a flashy life. Don't live. I don't buy expensive clothes. I'm not against it, but I don't do it. Pastor Phyllis looks like a million bucks. My Lord, what a beautiful lady. I mean, just beautiful inside and out. And when I think about what you're, what you're really doing, Pastor Eric picked me up at the uh, airport yesterday, began to share with me what Pastor, Pastor Pete said he's over 8 million recorded salvations around the world. Think about that. Oh, my Lord. That's just absolutely amazing. And you're continuing the vision. That's what's so great. That's a spiritual son right there. 
spiritual son continuing the vision oh it's be beautiful so I want you to give to our ministry make out your checks to the church everything that comes in they'll just add it up but I'm going to share like I said tonight tomorrow night and Tuesday some things that we are doing that you can help us in that's I just believe in letting people know the need and God gives the seed can I hear an amen so I thank you for your giving I'm going to turn the service back to Pastor Nicole this was a great Sunday morning don't forget to get your CD and I'll see you tonight at 6.30. Amen, amen, amen. Church, expect great things for this week. I tell you, I believe, just like Brother Bustard said, there's a prophetic time for this week. If you are a member of this house, please be here. Don't miss it. It's not on repeat, just like he said. Amen. Okay, so we have a really big day after church today. It is Operation Christmas Child Packing Day for you and I. So all of you parents, you are dismissed to go get your children and bring them right back to the foyer. And I'm going to ask the rest of you that are here, let's not pack more than one box until we let all the kids and the parents get back over here and they get to pack also. But if you will all single file out these doors right here in the center, I know it might take you a little longer. Miss Kayla is going to start directing us on how to pack 500 boxes today for Operation Christmas Child because we have met our goal. Amen. So let's go do it and make a difference in the children's lives across the world. Thank you. We'll see you tonight.